Next up on the Renaissance Man podcast is a very special episode. We have Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff, who is leading my hometown to playoff contention. Coming up, I'll talk to Jared about growing up in Northern California and playing multiple sports, what it was like as a quarterback to watch his defense make all kinds of plays this season and how he feels about my nickname for him, Jared Montana. Up next, Jared Goff. Let's go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. And guess what? Our episode with my idol, the great Irvin Magic Johnson, has been nominated for a Signal Award. Make sure you do me a favor. Click the link to our show notes today and vote right now for the Renaissance Man. If you've enjoyed this good old-fashioned soul food, make sure you vote right now. And this week's theme is so very special. Biggie once said it, sky is the limit. And if you've been listening to this pod, You've heard me talk about not only the love I have for my hometown of Detroit, but my affinity for the Lions. And it's been sometimes described as an abusive relationship. And here's why. My hometown Lions have won a grand total of one playoff game in 60-plus years, but I'm still ride or die. And I said this to Jamel Hill, who as a youngster, like Jared Montana, loved the 49ers. The problem is he grew up in Southern California. She got out of the abusive relationship early. But Calvin Megatron Johnson talked to me about it on this program. And he appreciates my affinity, our affinity for supporting the Detroit Lions. And by the way, The way this squad has been playing lately, I see greatness in the making. Not only this season, but in the future. And it started with the hard knock life. Y'all saw our squad, led by Dan Campbell, become the lovable team of the NFL. So many people are now rooting for a team that started this season, one in six. Now, We're seven and seven. And unlike years in the past, on offense, we could get arrested at the airport with these weapons. Jared Montana under center. 
Jamal Williams leading the league in touchdowns. St. Brown catching everything thrown his way. On defense, Aiden Hutchinson getting up the field, getting interceptions, making sacks, making plays. I see greatness in this team. And I'm looking at you, Aaron Rodgers, because y'all coming up soon. And you talked about the Packers owning the division. Well, guess what? It's our turn. And all that to say this, Detroit versus everybody. Never underestimate my city. And my next guest, my, my, my quarterback in my Terrell Owens voice is playing the best football of his career. And there's nothing stopping him from one day taking my Lions to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I said it. Coming up, I talked to Jared about what goes into a day of preparation for him. What it was like collaborating with students from the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy and which quarterbacks right now are at the top of their game. Up next, Jared Montana Golf. My next guest is the quarterback of the future Super Bowl champion Detroit Lions, nominee of the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. And as I mentioned, is leading one of the best offenses in the league right now. And not only that, I'm so very proud to say he's also connecting in the community with his time, his passion, his energy, his money, including supporting fate and the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. It is my honor to welcome my quarterback, my quarterback, Jared Goff to the Renaissance, man. Welcome, my brother. Hey, man, thanks for having me. That was quite the intro. I, I appreciate it. This is going to be great. Well deserved. I appreciate that. And I know your story because I'm a huge fan, but we have a large audience, and I want to introduce the people to exactly who you are, where you're from, sure. and you grew up in California. Tell me what your childhood was like there, and when did you notice you had athletic talent? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I grew up in Northern California, just north of San Francisco, and uh, played all three sports growing up. I was basketball, baseball, basketball, football. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I was I was an okay basketball player. I couldn't really shoot, so then I figured that that one's probably out. I was scrappy though. I was a good rebounder. I was good on defense, but I was, I was a great shooter. So I was like, all right, basketball's out. Uh, I was good at baseball and I was good at football, but probably about my sophomore, junior year of football was when I was like, all right, I can play in college and, and maybe we'll see what happens after that. But um, growing up, I was, I was a pretty good athlete as I'm sure you were. As now athletes are a lot specialized and I appreciated hearing something that I basically did, whatever season it was, right. is the sport that we played. So I want to ask you about the sports first that you didn't make the professional ranks. Tell sure. me about what position you played in baseball and who were some of the players you idolized. I played shortstop. I played shortstop and, and uh, you know, actually my dad played professional baseball. So growing up, baseball was kind of my first love. And uh, I was I was good at it. I, I loved it. Me and him got the bond over it. He was my coach. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun for me in baseball and I enjoyed it. But, uh, you know, as I got older, you know, football started to kind of separate myself and, and baseball. I was good, though. I, I was still good. Well, for anybody that knows baseball, if you played shortstop, 
you're being humble. You're really good. <laughs> Who are some of the players that when you yeah. were playing at that time that you tried to model Shoot. your game after? Shoot. Uh, growing from the Bay, it was Barry Bonds all day long. I was, I was 10, 12 years old when he was going through his, uh, you know, his big years. And uh, he was the guy, Jeff Kent in the Bay Area. Uh, I remember Rich Aurelia was the shortstop for the Giants. Uh, Omar Vizquel, you might remember that name. He was the shortstop yeah. for the Giants as well. All those Giants players for me were like the, the, the greatest and um, loved watching them and growing up being a fan of them. So the Warriors now are multiple champions and they have the Splash yep. Brothers. But when you were growing up, that wasn't necessarily the case. But you guys did have Run TMC, who I love very much. So talk to me about your basketball game and some of the players you idolized. You growing up, it was always Warriors, man. I mean, I can go all the way back with Dunleavy and, and Troy Murphy and yeah. uh, Beedrins and uh, Petrus and, uh, you know, who was there? I think at one point uh, – Claxton was there. Uh, and then obviously the We Believe years with Baron Davis and yep. Steven Jackson and Jay Rich and all those guys. Uh, yeah, those were like my growing up years. And then once I got to like high school, college is when Curry came in and Clay and all those guys, Draymond. And that, that became a lot of fun for me to be able to go to those games, be able to meet a few of those guys, you know, and, and, and be able to really, you know, enjoy some glory years with those guys. That's dope. So a lot of media members coin phrases and or nicknames for players. I tried to research mine and I tried to put two and two together. I said, he's from the Bay. He wears number 16. He has to love Joey Montana. And then all of a sudden you got traded to my Lions and I wanted to combine your name with his. Jared Montana is what I call you. Are you right. okay with me calling you that? And am I right about your love for football in Joe Montana? Yes. Yeah, you're all right in calling me that. I'll take that all day long. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good nickname there, and I'll, I'll roll with it. Um, but, yeah, growing up, I was a Niner fan. I was too young to see him play, but I remember when I was picking my jersey number, um, my dad was there and all the kids, and we're picking our jersey number, and I'm playing quarterback. I'm seven years old, and 16 was available, and he's like, hey, just go, go with 16. That's Joe Montana. And I'm like, all right, like, sure. And uh, since then, I've learned about, you know, obviously his career and how great he was in the Bay Area, but um, never really got to see him play. But I, obviously, I'm a huge fan and, and grew up a Niner fan. Well, the way you guys play now with the spread, using multiple weapons, multiple backs, I'll tell you, as somebody that's old enough to watch those teams, that changed how we see football. They yeah. took it from three downs in a cloud of dust, three tight ends, two fullbacks in the backfield on the goal line. They helped change how we see football. So I have to ask you about this year's team. You got all of your weapons back. Yeah. You spreading around the football. Tell me what it's like being under center, having your complement of players back and you guys performing so well. Man, it, it feels good, man. It feels good. We, we went through some hard times this year with some injuries and uh, you know, kind of grinding through that. And, and now in these last handful of weeks, getting guys back, our old line is healthy. They're playing so damn well. And um, you know, we keep saying we got our horses back, man. We got our horses on the outside, getting Jameson back this past week and DJ and Josh is healthy and St. Brown and all these guys. It's a, it's a lot of fun to play quarterback with and I'm um, enjoying my time right now. We're forever grateful for not only how you perform on Sundays, Thursdays or Mondays, whenever the games are, but I'm really gracious for the time you spend giving back to our community. A lot of athletes, and I can't blame them for this, they come to a town, they play their sport, they do their best, and they just focus on wins or losses. 
For you, when did it become something that became important to also take time to get back to the community? Yeah, yeah, it really started back in LA. Um, I, I started the JG16 clothing thing and it was really just for fun at first. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm, you know, I'm making, I don't know, five, $10,000 off selling these clothes. Let's, let's, do, let's do something for the kids with it. And was able to partner with the school out there and build a steam lab and build a library and uh, you know, donate backpacks and whatever it was out there. And, and then when I got traded here, it was like, perfect. This is a community that, that could use it. And, and it's a community that uh, is, is so fun to be involved in and, and is so gracious of everything. And uh, so it was kind of a perfect fit for me to be out here and to be able to get involved in this community and to work with the FATE program, like you mentioned, and, and to be able to partner with them on that. It was kind of a dream partnership for me and uh, has worked out great. And we raised a ton of money for those kids. Shout to the FATE program, Dave and Kuhu. Also, the JRLA scholars that were also involved with you with working with your clothing brand, and they were excited to do some design work. How gratifying is it for you to get a chance to spend time with students that probably never have an opportunity even attend an NFL game, let alone meet a star quarterback? Yeah, it's the most rewarding and gratifying thing I've, I've ever done in my life. And it's it's so fun for me uh, to be with them and, and to spend time with them. And, and I think about the days that we were brainstorming, what do we want the design to look like and what do we want it to be and what do we want it to represent? And we came up with some mood boards and going through that process with them and then seeing seeing the products come out and then now seeing them being sold and all the money we've raised, it's going to go directly back to them. It's, it's, it's really, really, really gratifying and um, a whole lot of fun, you know, most of all, to be able to connect with these kids and to be able to get to know them and hopefully be connected with them for for a long time. And I call that the charity that makes it to the hood. And we're so very grateful that you care so much to do so. I have to ask you, you were the number one overall pick in the draft. You played for the Rams. And I know you uber competitive or you wouldn't be in the league. I've gotten traded before. I played against my former teams. I followed what they did when I left. And you saw the Rams win the Super Bowl last year. How did that impact your offseason? Yeah, you know, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't hard. Yeah, of course, it was It was really hard and it was uh, difficult. But, you know, you, you, you find out who you are and you find out, you know, who your character is and what you're truly made of and what you truly care about. And, and to me, that's my teammates and my coaches and um, how I can be my best and make them better. And uh, so really dug into that this offseason. How, how can I really, you know, elevate my team around me and make them the best they can be as well as making myself the best I can be. So spend a lot of time on that and, and, you know, just digging deep and finding out who you are and, and really, you know, coming to work and blocking out the noise and, and, and doing your best.